0: Back in Cali. Hey, what's going on? Super grateful that you're here. I was going to say pumped, but it bugs me when I hear podcasters say, I'm super excited. Cause, like, are they excited? I don't know. Can you be excited every single time you record a podcast? I'm grateful to record a podcast. I suppose there are some guests that I get super excited, but I just need another word. And that word today is grateful. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you saw the title and you want to spend some time with me talking about this. I'm back in California. Friday's episodes, we always give you the updates, you know where we are in the world. But if you're new to The Shalene Show, I'd like to say welcome and give you a little rundown. Mondays and Wednesdays are usually about personal growth. Sometimes I'll have a guest on. Lately, Mondays have really kind of been focused on mindset. And I think this one is too, although I'm going to keep it pretty casual, share with you some of my own personal experiences and, and how I rise above it. Fridays is purely personal. It's like a diary entry. Basically, a lot of times Brett is going to be on the show with me, especially because we're traveling together for the next eight months, which is a whole adjustment. And maybe it's because we were like stuck in the car together for like, I don't know, it seems like 12 hours. That's too much. Okay? Okay. Plus, some people who shall remain nameless just don't do well with traffic anyway. So for the love of Pete, let me drive from the driver's seat because I'm getting tired. I have to drive the entire way from the passenger seat. Do you know what I'm saying? Whenever I like scream to alert him to the fact that we are about to crash, he likes to remind me that he's been driving for 37 years and I'm the one who gets in car accidents, but they're never my fault. And the reason why he's gone 37 years without being in a car accident is because I am there to alert him of everything that's going on around us. It is my role and responsibility to let him know that we're following too close and the light is about to turn red. Anyways, thankfully, the rest of our trips will not be across country in a car. They'll be in a plane. (laughs) I think that's better for our marriage. All right, let's do this. I don't know if you're listening today because you just did a search and found this episode in the podcast app and it's the first time you've ever listened to The Shalene Show or if you're a regular listener and you read the title and you thought to yourself, yeah, this is one I need to hear because it's something you're going through right now or it's something you've gone through in the past, but everyone has experienced this. Yeah, it's negativity. It's a negative energy, that's for sure. But what I'm talking about is when you feel like someone who matters, And it's not supposed to matter to us when it's someone who doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't be bothered if a stranger doesn't like our outfit. We shouldn't care if some troll on the internet wants to say something rude, but it still does. And certainly some people let it bother them more than others. And even with celebrities, like lately I've been reading a ton of celebrity autobiographies. It's because with Audible, every time you finish a book, then it like recommends kind of similar books and then it's kind of like a YouTube thing, you know, when you watch a YouTube video and then you just keep getting more and more of that same, I've got to get out of the genre because I feel like I've listened to every celebrity's uh-huh. memoir. Let me just say, The Rachel Dratch, you probably don't even recognize that name, but she was on SNL and she was Debbie Downer. It is one of the funniest <laughs> memoirs I've ever read. It is so good I mean, it's priceless. It's freaking hysterical. Anyways, she talks about how like people on the internet would just say these horrible things and she always felt very confident about her appearance and her quirkiness, her sense of humor, all those things until like she started reading troll comments and just it really affected her self-confidence. I mean, she's still a very confident person, but she tells a story about how like it's not something she worried about or obsessed about or had low self-esteem over until she's there in the public eye, right? And and then there's people on the internet commenting on her appearance. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that most of us are going to recover much quicker from a random comment from a rando on the internet who's on our Instagram page making a comment. We're going to recover quicker from that. Like it might bug us for a little bit. You might even like type out your snarky reply and take 20 minutes to do so and then Think, all right. I'm just going to delete this person or block them, right? But you move on pretty quickly. Most of us do. But when it's someone who is a friend of yours, or a coworker, or a family member, or someone who you admire, maybe that sucks. That really sucks. I don't care how you cut it. I don't care how confident you are. When it's someone who matters even a little bit, it still cuts. It bugs you. It gets in your brain. It can mess with you. And you can find yourself thinking about it and questioning yourself. Every single one of us has felt betrayed by someone or attacked by somebody's words or their actions. So first of all, you're not alone. Everyone experiences that. And it can be really difficult to deal with that kind of negativity, especially when it comes from someone who really matters someone who you respect, or you've been in a relationship, or it's family. I mean, it can create this self-doubt and makes you question, like, is it me? Especially if you're someone who is self-aware, someone who does reflect, they want the big picture. Like, if these things are true about me, well, I need to know so I can change. But more often than not, we're talking about someone who is hurt or scared or fears that they're going to lose you. Or they have something to gain by attacking you. Like maybe it's control that they want. Or maybe it's just someone who feels inferior. And this is their way of projecting, you know, trying to get you to feel worse about yourself. It's a horrible feeling. And it can leave you feeling vulnerable. It can make you feel exposed. You feel uncertain. But the good news is it doesn't have to stay that way but it is going to feel that way at first. So it is really normal, but you also have the power to rise above it and to not just maintain your confidence, but maybe even develop more from it. I know I have had these situations where it throws me for a loop and I question myself because I don't want to be short-sighted. I don't want to miss something that if I worked on it, I could be a better person. And I do those things, and I'm always trying to be a better person. I think we all are. But there are also times where it doesn't benefit you to question yourself. More so, you have to look at the messenger. So let's talk about it, right? So if this is happening to you right now, and we know it will probably happen again in the future, I made some notes about some things that helped me in recent examples where I've had this happen. And again, it's going to happen to everybody. I mean, think of the most likable person on the planet. And they also feel this because humans are human and we sin and we are flawed and we are, lots of humans have been hurt. And as you know, they say, hurt people hurt people. So the first thing that I think you have to just do is acknowledge that it hurts, like acknowledge that it can throw you off and allow yourself to Feel whatever it is you feel like, whether it's anger or frustration or pain or, I don't know, maybe just feel alone or betrayed, right? So whatever it is you're feeling like, maybe take some time to journal it. I don't necessarily think it's the right thing to do to talk. Like, let's say this is a friend who's done this or a coworker or even a family member. Be very, very careful who you talk to about this other than like your therapist Because it can feel like gossip. It can very quickly turn into gossip. By the same token, there are those people who you just kind of need to tell them what's happened because they're going to give you that big pump up. You know what I mean? That person who you know you can trust, they're not going to tell everybody else what you've said or ever repeat what you've confided in them. But what they are going to do is tell you, screw that person, like forget about them, rise above it. They're, beneath you. They're going to give you that shot in the arm of confidence that you need. And in that case, I think it's a good thing, but just be selective. Pick just one or two people who you know that they will understand the assignment, that it's not about you turning them against this person. So you've got to go to someone who's like really secure, balanced. They're incredibly loyal to you. They they literally understand that you are confiding in them just to vent, and maybe as a sounding board, like they are that reassurance that like, no, dude, you're not crazy. You are, in fact, amazing, and those things aren't true. They can help put in perspective for you and give you that immediate shot in the arm that we sometimes need because it can feel dark, and it can feel depressing, and it can feel lonesome when this happens. And sometimes it has happened because we've messed up right? We're not perfect people. There are times when people come at us and it feels like it's negative, but it's, I don't want to say it's warranted, but it may be because of a mistake you've made, something you said by accident, something that you, a way that you behaved and you didn't mean to, a misinterpretation. Who knows what it is? Like there's lots of examples that I could give you. But when that happens, I do think it's important to think in terms of like a growth mindset, like being able to apologize. Learning to not beat yourself up, like giving yourself the grace to grow from it, to learn from it, to change, and to not allow those setbacks or the criticism that comes from our mistakes to hold us back, right? So I don't think that we want to assume that we're always right and that when there is negativity coming our way, it's because it's from a hurt person. I certainly have had negative feedback from people when I've made a mistake. And it's given me the opportunity to grow. You know, it's given me the opportunity to reflect and say, okay, how can I be a better communicator? Because yeah, I screwed up. I lost my temper. I used foul language when I shouldn't have. It was inappropriate. It made a person feel a certain way. Like I'm thinking of like a specific example and there's no justifying it. Like you made a person feel a certain way. I didn't mean to, but I did. So I have to think about, okay, I can't beat myself up for having done that, but I can grow from it. One of the things that I learned from this example that I'm thinking about is that I have a very long fuse, right? I'm super duper patient. I've always said that, and I think I am, but I also noticed that my fuse is so long that Maybe what I'm doing is not allowing myself to be annoyed or get angry and I'm pushing it down and suppressing it to the point where I get so mad, then it's like zero to a hundred and the hoops are off and four letter words. It's just not appropriate, like control yourself. And the way that I can learn to do that is by giving myself permission to express and to actually acknowledge if something is bothering me before it gets to that boiling point. Here's another thing that I think is going to be super helpful. I have found this to be very helpful in my own life. And that is reframing the fact that this has happened. As Michael Hyatt says, it's minding your mindset, meaning you have the ability, the power, and the control to frame anything, any way you want. You can frame it as negative, or you can see the silver lining in it. So I'm thinking of a relationship where I I had this happen someone I had known for a very long time, someone who I really thought we were good friends, thought very highly of them, thought they did the same, and then learned that they had said these just insanely horrific, almost, sorry, laughable things about me. And yeah, at first I was like really hurt, but to be honest, I wasn't as hurt as I probably would have been like 10 or 15 years ago because like none of the things that they said were true, or maybe they were true for them. You know what I'm saying? But I know who I am and I just reframed it. I I thought about where they were probably coming from. I thought about what they were going through at that moment in their lives. I thought about how they might be comparing us and they were in a transition stage and things probably weren't going as well for them as maybe they would have liked. And a lot of people appear outwardly happy, but The fact of the matter is happy people will never try to hurt someone. You know, they just won't. Like it was just framing all of that for me, helped me to take it far less personal. And it also allowed me to forgive this person and very quickly move on. And it wasn't like they asked for forgiveness. It was not as though they apologized. But in my mind, I felt like giving them grace and I think that is because I feel very confident. I know who I am. And so that's the thing that I want you to remember. Like, know who you are. When someone says something negative towards you, even if it is just simply their opinion, and it might be their true opinion, right? It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't make you less valuable. It doesn't make you less of a person. Don't allow it to change anything about you. Most importantly, how you feel about yourself. I remember when I wrote my first book, the week it came out, it was on the New York Times bestseller list. Like that was my ultimate goal. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited, just like on top of the world, like elated. And then I went to Amazon. I made the mistake of going to Amazon and reading reviews. (sighs) Talk about a gut check talk about getting knocked off your pedestal it didn't matter that there were tons of five-star reviews i clicked on the lowest reviews and read those and i should have known better because i'd learned not to do that with my exercise videos but with my exercise videos it felt different because i knew when i created those workouts that people either love them or hate them and it wasn't about me It didn't bother me if someone was like, oh, I cannot stand group exercise or like dancey stuff and music. Oh, it's so cheesy, whatever. Someone who was like either a P90Xer or a turbo jam person, right? Like they're completely different. So it didn't bother me. And I expected that some people would absolutely hate it. But when you're writing a book about goal setting or getting healthy or whatever it is, (laughs) and you read the reviews and they're just ripping you to shreds. It doesn't matter how many five stars are. Same thing with the podcast. That's why I've learned since then. I don't read the negative reviews. I focus on the positive. I focus on what helps me to be a better version of myself. And reading or hearing something about you or something that you've done that you can't go back and change, that doesn't help you. It does not serve you. We need to focus on our strengths. We need to focus on who we are. We need to be resolute in our convictions, in our values, in our ethics, our standards. If you know who you are, then what somebody else thinks of you should not matter. And if it stings, acknowledge that, but then reframe it. I feel pretty fortunate to say I haven't had this happen a lot. I can think of maybe three, four people maybe that at one point I was close with that I later figured out who they were when they showed me their true colors. And when that happens, I think it's really important that we recognize a gift it is to your other relationships. Because, yeah, we, we want a lot of people in our lives, but we just don't have enough time while we're here, frankly, to give the people who matter the time that matters, whether it's your attention, your energy, your focus, your love, your hours, your minutes, your truly your time That is the most valuable thing that you can give someone who is loyal, someone who's positive, someone who supports you. And so when you have something like this happen, use it as a wake-up call. Use it as a reminder to pour into the people who do lift you up. Pour into the people who are loyal, who are supportive, who are a positive influence on you, who you feel aligned with their values. And this can be really hard when it's family. When it's family... You can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't think. It's twice as hard when it is directed from a family member because it's so complex. We have this belief and this societal messaging that, oh, if it's, you know, it's family forever, family first. But simply sharing some of the same DNA, or even a lot of the of the DNA, or even being raised by someone does not entitle them to treat you poorly, to hurt you, to say horrible things, to try to control you. The fact that you share DNA with someone who's done these things does not mean that you owe them anything. I think a good rule of thumb is, would you let someone you work with treat you this way, call you those names? behave the way that they do towards you? So if you're thinking about a particular family member, would you let someone who was a friend in your life who behaved this way? If the answer is no, why are you doing that with family? And I know, I know, I know. It's so complicated. We've done a bunch of episodes on that. We will link to a couple of them in the show notes, like especially when it's siblings, it's really tough when it's parents. But the fact of the matter is you don't owe someone something more simply because you share DNA or even a history. So even someone who you've been friends with for 25 years or 50 years or whatever it is, you don't owe them the right to treat you poorly simply because of time. The opposite should be true. And man, it can take a toll on you. Like I said, it can affect every part of your life, your sleep, the way that you eat. You feel like you can't do anything when there is this kind of upheaval. And the absolute most important thing that you need to do if this is happening is focus on your sleep. I've been there where I just can't get something off my mind. So I'm I'm waking up early because I can't sleep. And then I go to the gym and I haven't had proper sleep. And, you know, your body needs to recover when you're stressed. Speaking of recovery, recovery is very interesting. It's one of the things that I look at with my aura Ring. So the aura ring actually measures your recovery index. So what is that? Or what do they look at? This ring that I wear, and I know a lot of you guys have the aura ring too, but it measures your recovery index, which I didn't know a lot about until I started wearing one. And basically your recovery index is how long it takes for your resting heart rate to stabilize during the night. And here's the thing, you're sleeping. So you're like, wait, I don't understand why does that matter? Because The way that your heart stabilizes at night is affected by what you've done during the day, the amount of sleep that you have had the night before, the amount of stress that you're under. Did you do too much exercise? Did you drink too much alcohol? Have you had exposure to heavy metals or toxins? Like, did you exercise late in the day? All of those things affect your recovery index. And here's what's really interesting about that is if your recovery index is poor, Like, it'll say, pay attention. This is a day you should probably skip your workout. And when I ignore that, I have gotten super run down, like start to run a fever, feel like I'm getting the flu. And I still get messages all the time from people who are like, I'm really sick. Should I be working out? I'm like, no, no, your body needs to recover. And man, I just, I was so conditioned. I know, A lot of you are too so conditioned to believe like just push through it like you'll feel better after you exercise which i usually do right like mentally but from a physical standpoint that's like the worst possible thing that i could do so now i literally i look at that every single day it's really interesting when we were in park city there was a day where i went snowboarding all day and then i felt great and then we went to the gym later that afternoon And I woke up the next day, I got great sleep. I had like eight hours of sleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a really good readiness score. It like looks at your calorie burn. It looks at how active you are. It measures your trends of your body temperature, all these things, right? So I, I wake up and I get a really, really low score for readiness. I'm like, what did I do? And what I had done is too much exercise the day before. And so that meant that night, my heart rate was like all over the place. But what was weird is I woke up and I felt really good, but I paid attention to that. I remember saying, I probably said it here on the show, that there's gonna come a day, I know there's gonna come a day where they're going to insert a chip underneath our skin and that chip is gonna tell us like if we're deficient in sleep or protein or calories or, you know, like it's gonna know what our bodies need. And I really feel like this aura Ring And now I'm sounding like an ad for Aura Ring. But like, I really do feel like my Aura Ring is, well, it is a chip. I don't know if it's a chip. It's a computer. It's a computer that I wear on my finger and it's really pretty and it's cute. And you guys should get one. I'm telling you. Yeah, they're a little bit pricey, but they're worth it. And Valentine's Day is around the corner. So you should tell your partner that this is what you need, especially if you don't like wearing like a watch or the bands. I'm just not a watch person. I think the rings are super cute. They come in a bunch of different colors. They have like two different styles. So, anyways, I'm going to give you guys the link in case this is the first time you've ever heard of an Aura Ring. Go check them out. It is Aura, is spelled O U R A Ring. AuraRing.com. Go to forward slash Shalen. You know, you get 15 bucks off. That's great, right? And it's an awesome way to support the show because Aura Ring does support the Shalene show. And I've been talking about Aura Ring for how long, you guys? So many years, Brett has one, Brock has one, Taylor has one. We even bought one for Bob. So here's another thing. Like this is not something Aura Ring endorses. So I'm just going to say this. this is just my own personal opinion. I really found it fascinating to monitor Bob's sleep with the Aura Ring. Like he wasn't looking at the data, but I was looking at it. So we could predict how his personality, again, look, they don't endorse what I'm saying right now. This is just my personal experience. Okay. Okay. But I could look at his aura Ring and I could see what his heart rate was doing. I could see when his recovery rate was very, very low. I could see that he had been in bed. Sometimes, you guys, he would be in bed and look like he was sleeping for eight hours. But from a sleep standpoint, he was getting like three hours of sleep. He wasn't up, but he wasn't going into deep sleep. God, I think there'd be so many fascinating studies if we put aura Rings on everyone who has the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. Anyways, you know, sleep is super important. And I know I've talked a lot about melatonin and some of you can't do melatonin. Like it makes you crazy or it just doesn't agree with you. And you've asked like, what other supplements can you do for melatonin? And I've talked about the one that I take is called magnesium breakthrough. That is something you might want to try if you don't do well with melatonin, but you're not sleepy at night or you're not getting quality sleep it might be your magnesium. And like I said, the reason why I use Mag Breakthrough is because most of the magnesiums on the market are first of all junk, number one. And number two, there's seven different strains of magnesium. So the reason why I use this particular supplement, and somebody asked me about this the other day, is because it has all seven in one capsule. I take the capsules. I think they also have a like a drink version of it. I have not tried that, but I, I think that they don't quote me. I think that they do, but I started taking it for my bone density because again, I was missing magnesium in my labs, but almost everyone on the planet is deficient in magnesium anyway. So if you aren't getting great sleep, consider doing a magnesium supplement. And I highly, highly, highly recommend Meg Breakthrough. They are also a show sponsor. So like if you're going to try a magnesium supplement, try one that supports the Shaleen show. Thank you very much. And they always give us a hookup. So go to Meg Breakthrough. It's M A G Breakthrough.com forward slash Shalen. That gives you your little discount. And like I said, it, it supports the show and it might just be the ticket to better sleep for you. All right. I'll put both of those links in our show notes. Again, it was Meg Breakthrough for the magnesium that I take and MegBreakthrough.com forward slash Chalene. For the aura Ring, it's auraring.com forward slash Chalene, And they kind of go nicely hand in hand. You, you can actually see. You don't have to guess like, huh, I wonder if I got better sleep last night. Anyways, I know I talk endlessly about sleep. But frankly, if you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're upset, the most important thing that you can do is have a sound mind. And you do not have a sound mind. If you are sleep deprived and the irony of this is when you're going through something like we're talking about today, it affects your sleep and being sleep deprived makes all of this worse. Have you ever had an argument when you were completely sleep deprived? It's just so pointless. It's like a toddler when they are past their nap time and you're just like, it's just pointless. They just turn into a monster. Yeah, that's a real thing. We don't operate well when we're sleep deprived, we are more emotional. We eat worse food. We make poor decisions. We don't communicate well. Our brain, the synopsis in our brain don't connect and fire as quickly. So this is heavy. This is heavy stuff. When you've got this kind of negativity from somebody who matters, it's heavy. So take a nap, go to bed early, take a sleep supplement, do what you need to do. Prioritize your sleep. I promise you it's going to make a difference. And by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but you know, that friend I told you is really important to talk to that is loyal and they understand the assignment. They're just going to pump you up. That's an important person. And if you don't have that person, you need to get a therapist because one session with your therapist can do this for you and they'll lose their license <laughs> if they tell anyone what was discussed in your session. It's, it's safe. And sometimes you really do need an unbiased person to like, here's what went down, am I crazy? How should I be feeling about this? It's nice to have somebody who's wise and can give you their perspective. And it's just crazy how that can just be what you need to hear. Like, even though you know it to be true, even though your best friend told you, you know, screw them, they're crazy or they're just jealous of you and you keep hearing this, but you're just like, oh, I know, but then why does it still hurt? And then for whatever reason, you hear it from a therapist, and it just hits a little different. So don't rule that out either. Maybe it's just one session. If you don't have a therapist in your area, of course, Talkspace is someone, this is not an ad. But I've heard great things from the audience, people who've used Talkspace. So if you don't have a, a therapist in person that you'd like to go to, consider doing one online. But don't be afraid to talk to a therapist about this issue. Having a therapist isn't just about like unraveling our deepest, darkest childhood traumas, a lot of people use a therapist as a sounding board, as a safe space, a place to help them work through a challenge at work, kind of like a life coach. So you can use your therapist any way you see fit. Just make sure that you really feel like you can be honest. Because if you can't be honest with your therapist, it's a waste of time. And by the way, when you are dealing with this negativity or hate, you've got to ask yourself, okay, is this something that happens all the time? Like this is a repeat offender. Like I am allowing this to continue to happen in these cycles, like every six months or every year, or every time I see them at Thanksgiving, or I don't know what it is. Like look to see if there's a pattern and then ask yourself, Why you're allowing this pattern to continue? Like, what is the benefit of allowing this cycle to continue? My experience has been that when it's a pattern that has repeated itself over and over and over again, it's usually because it's family. And we've allowed that pattern to repeat itself over and over and over again because we have bought into this idea that family comes first, family is forever. Well, it's family, so I forgive them. But does that really make sense? Is that the healthiest thing for you? Or do you need to establish some boundaries? You know, I, I don't know what those boundaries need to look like for you, but I would want to remind you that boundaries are a really good thing, usually for both parties. And I mean, I have so many friends who have expressed to their parents, like, let me give you an example, mom, I love you but we're not going to talk about this. So we can stay on the phone. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things we can catch up on. But if you're going to bring that up, which I'm not comfortable talking about, then I have to let you go. Right. And then mom tries to bring it up again. Next time she calls, you have the same conversation. If mom continues to do that, then you set a new boundary. Right. So if mom is not respecting the boundaries, then you have the right to establish yet another boundary mom, I'm going to need some space. I don't think it's healthy for us to talk on the phone because for the last four phone calls, I've told you, I don't want to talk about that. You continue to bring it up. I love you. But until such time that we can talk on the phone and you're not bringing whatever subject up, I'm going to need to take a break. And when you say that, she may hear you and she may not. But by taking the break, what you're doing is prioritizing your own mental health and you know what you're doing you're honoring the people who are healthy around you cuz it's really not fair to the people in your life who count on you to be your best that you keep letting this toxic person take withdrawals from you right like i mean you are such a positive force and so many important people love you and depend upon you and it's not fair to those people that you keep letting this person ignore your boundaries. So it's okay to establish boundaries. It really is. And guess what? Sometimes a person can be one and done, especially if it's not family, right? Like I've got personal boundaries and I don't know if they're called boundaries or rules or principles, but one of them is if I find out that someone who I really like has said something horrible about me <laughs> and hasn't come to me. My personal policy is I'm going to have a conversation with them and I'm going to tell them that in the future, if they have something that they want to talk to me about, they need to come directly to me. And if it happens again, we're just done. you know. And I won't have a conversation with them. I'll just, if I find out they were unloyal and were saying these things again, after we've had that conversation, then I I just move on. I'll still be friendly with them. I'll still be polite. I'll still be cordial, but I don't need a confrontation. I don't need us to talk it out. It's In my mind, there was one warning and now you've shown me who you are. And if I were to allow that person back in again, what does that say about me, right? We can't ever allow others to define who we are. Don't allow anyone to control your reputation. Stand tall. It's so important you believe in yourself, that you rise above negativity, that you see negativity for what it is and where it comes from. I mean, it is really helpful to have that empathy to to know where it comes from. I use this phrase in a previous podcast and I had a bunch of people ask what that meant. So I'll explain it. And I said, people rarely punch down. And what that means is we rarely say... Mean negative things about someone who is below us. We say those things to people who we feel they are above us. So that's what the phrase means. Like people don't punch down. It's true. They usually punch up, meaning we usually try to tear someone down who we feel, in our own perception, for whatever reason, we feel threatened by them, we feel intimidated by them, we want to control the narrative. And so You can rise above that negativity by not allowing it access, by surrounding yourself with loyal, positive people, by focusing on your strengths, your values, who you know you are, remembering your worth, and also remembering that your worth isn't determined by what someone else has said or what someone else has done. You're in control of your life and that, it's a big responsibility. Your happiness is your responsibility. It's no one else's. No one else can make you happy. And if someone else is making you unhappy, it's your responsibility to do something about it. You have that power. You have to rise above it. And you can. I mean, you will. right, like I said, you have to acknowledge that it does suck when it happens, but put in perspective. And remember that you might not ever get an apology. This person may never change. You know, they say when people show you their true colors, you should believe them. Like when someone shows you who they are, you should believe them. I guess I'm a little more lenient than them. Like when someone shows you their ugly side, can you give them the benefit of the doubt once? Sure, maybe. The point is this. You are in control of your life, your happiness, your mental well-being, and this isn't good for you. This negativity is not healthy. It will take years off your life. Centurions, people who live to be 100 years and older, a couple things we know about them. They get really good sleep and they're happy people. They just don't stress about these things. Like, Let it roll off your back. Do not take it personal. Especially when what you're hearing or what they've said is so far from the truth. It's like, it's just, it's silly. It's silliness. So you don't need to be right. You don't need to prove yourself. You don't need a confrontation. You need and you deserve peace. So do what you need to do. Do what you know you need to do because it's right for you. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Don't question your sanity or who you are or whether you're doing the right thing if you know you're doing the right thing. I mean, you can hold love in your heart and remember that it's not about you. It's often about their pain, their past, their circumstances, but you need to stay strong. You're a gem. Protect your energy at all costs, all right? Listen, I love you. I love you. (laughs) I mean it, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. And if you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on The Shaleen Show, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com.